Super Sentai Brothers, this is episode 14 of A View to a Kaka Ranger, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Ninja Sentai Kaka Ranger. Every week we watch an episode of the show, we share our thoughts with you, the listeners. My name is Matt J. With me as always is my co-host and brother Dave. Dave, how are you today? Can't complain, man. Things are pretty good. Nice, nice. How's, uh, how's Snowing. The, how's the weather over on the east side? It's, uh, you know, it's more snowy, I think, than you have. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Everywhere you look? Uh, well, no, just outside my window. Yesterday, not so much. Okay. Like down in Columbus, but... Okay, I mean, you know, just checking. Right, right, right. No, yeah, thank you for... Uh, thanks for dipping in on that. Uh, Dave, today we are watching episode 14 of Ninja Sentai Kaku Ranger. It is called I'm the Young Noble. But before we get into that, Dave, uh, shining in the heavens, there are five stars. What is our first star of the week? So, our first of the week, Matt, is... So, yesterday, we helped our little sister Katie move. She was moving from Columbus back up to Cleveland, like, temporarily. And then she's going to Sweden um, because that's what she does with her life. She moves all... She lives all over the place. So, (laughs) we're down in Columbus. We load up all of her stuff. We decide we are all... Ended up taking separate cars back to Cleveland. And so, I say, I'm going to get some lunch. I'll get rallies right rallies is tradition or checkers i guess if you live in the south it's the same thing so they make a good they make a good burger so i pull up to the rallies and they don't have a dining room because rallies as far as i know never have dining rooms but there is a little space there's like a little closed in space where you can walk in there's like a walk-up counter to order so i walk up to the counter and i I, I order, I, you know, she's a girl opens window and I say, I'll have, you know, like a double burger and a spicy chicken deluxe and a large Diet Coke. Uh, I got the two for four. Yeah, yeah, that two for four deal. Yeah, I, I, gave, <laughs> I went to that same rally. I got the exact same order. Not, not the, maybe the worst actually rallies I've ever been to. Potentially, yeah, but that is not the yeah, star, is it? Not the point. So I, I make my order and she says, large Coke. I say, no, large Diet Coke, but otherwise, yes. So she turns, she turns back and there's a person who starts assembling my food and she repeats the order to her and then she goes and like pivots. So girl one pivots to like get my drink. She's called the order back and it's come up on the screen and now she's pivoted to get my large Diet Coke. Sure. And girl two is making the sandwiches. So girl one comes back she gives me the diet coke like she puts it on the counter and then pit like turns to do something else so she's not talking to me this is just she's handed me my thing and then she is otherwise occupied and so girl two finishes the sandwiches puts them on the end of the counter girl one turns says hey are these like the double cheeseburger and the spicy chicken sandwich girl two says yes girl one hands them to me and says here's you know here you go have a nice day, which right. is like, as we know, like that's the universal signal for like, I'm, this I'm is, done with this transaction now. Right. Like this is done. Like have a nice day. I'll like, I'll see you never, but cause you work at rallies, but whatever. So I say, thanks. I pick up my sandwiches and I leave. So like I'm sitting in a car and I fairly standard. I finish my, I eat my sandwiches in the car. Like I get on the highway. I'm like 20 minutes down the highway and I realize 
at no point in this transaction did she ever ask me for money. <laughs> like she just like I think she forgot because like maybe she was doing something else and like I'm at a rally. It's like I'm thinking about like all right, well like how long is it going to take me to get back? I'm looking at the sky to like check the weather because I'm driving the U-Haul, like all of this stuff. And then we got as far and she said, have a nice day. And that means you're done. So I was like, oh, well, I guess like it flipped, you know, like it hit the end of conversation switch. Right, right. And so I was like, well, I'm done. So I just, I think I stole my lunch. <laughs> hey, you know what? She, she could have, she handed the sandwiches to you. I think that you were gifted lunch. I think I was given, so it was, I was going to say it was free, Oh no! It, Listen, Dave, it, rallies, no. rallies is never free. It's never yeah. There was no monetary cost to those sandwiches. I find out. I found out later there was a different price to be paid. There's, there's always a price to pay for that particular rally. Not always, but for that particular rallies, there was a price that I I would have rather actually paid the six dollars. Like that would have been a better sure a little less costly. bargain for me. Yeah. But yeah, so I just, I stole my, and it was just like, it, was, it took me like 20 minutes, and I was like, in the back of my head, I was like, where did I, where did I put that receipt? And then I was running through, and it was so, like all, like, all elements of this transaction were so automatic that when I skipped a step, I didn't even notice it. It was very weird. So yeah, so I got free rallies for lunch. Nice. That was my, that's the first star of the week. What then is our second star of the week? So our second star of the week is the star. Like, it's the weirdest thing I've heard, like, ever. Maybe not ever. In a while. So our little, again, our little sister, she has all this stuff. She's storing some of it at my place, but she got a storage locker, which that's, like, a thing that adults do. Sure. I mean, so, not well, all really, adults. Matt, I don't is, have a storage locker. It's well, not like yeah, I mean, but had you, if you needed one, you would, you would get it. So I'm at the, you go with Katie, and you like are dealing with the paperwork and I'm like fussing with the truck and you come back and you tell me this thing and I just just tell them what you told me Matt and if anybody else like understands how this would operate like please let us know so we, we were talking to the guy and he was giving us sort of like the basic lay of the land on how this storage place works. He's like, yeah, you know, we've got like security cameras and yada, yada, yada. And also I'm the on-site manager, which means that I live here all the time. Like, and like, his so, home, this is not, his home yeah. is somewhere on the premises of a like storage unit facility uh, like, listen, I don't think that he lives in that building. I can't imagine that he has, like, built himself an apartment in one of the storage lockers. But somewhere on those premises, and it's not like this is one of those storage lockers that's, like, in the middle of town. It is, like, off in this kind of nowhere next to a highway. And that's just that dude's home. And he wasn't, like, he... a weird old guy. He was, like, you know, a regular young guy. Yeah, and he just, like... Cause I, cause I then had to, because of the rallies, I had to go find a bathroom, and so like I walk into the office, I was like, "Hey man, is there a restroom?" And he says, "Yes," and so I use the restroom, and, I, and he actually, <laughs> he, he, he like checked on me because I was there for like a minute, <laughs> and he's like, "Hey man, uh, you cool?" And I was like, "Yeah, everything's fine. Thanks very much." 
And like I walk out a minute later and I was like, yeah, every, I just had rallies for lunch before I remember that I'm 34 years old and I can't have rallies for lunch. He's like, oh, yeah. Like, no, nah, man, you got to. He's like, this rally's over here. And I guess there's a rallies by where he was. I was like, no, 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 one in Columbus. And he's like, oh, yeah, don't go to the rallies over here either. I was like, good to know. <laughs> but I asked him, I was like, so you just, so you live here? And he said, yeah, man. But like, he just, he didn't feel the need to elaborate. Like, I felt like I made it pretty clear in my intonation that I wanted, like, you know what I mean? Like me everything about your entire situation. Right. The way that I said that was like, so you live here. And he just said, yeah. And that was it. Come on, man. Like, help me out. I clearly want to know more about this whole deal. Uh, and I think that actually is maybe the strangest part of it is that he felt zero need to elaborate on what to me is like very obviously a very weird situation. Right. Because anytime that you walk into somebody's place of business, if you are not a child and like you think that the teacher lives in the school, like there is no reason for you to assume that like, oh yeah, like the bartender lives in the basement of this bar. The gas station attendant like has an apartment above this gas station. Like that is just not a thing that so far as I know happens with most businesses. Yeah, and he just, like, dude, you can't just put that out there with nothing else. You have to, like, you can't just drop that. You need to back that statement up somehow. Yeah, it was just, it was very weird. That's really all. I just, like, if anybody else knows, like, what the deal is with that or how that might be, like, just please get in touch with us. So, Matt, what is our uh, what is our third star of the week? So, our third star of the week, Dave, is that the other day I had a hankering to watch one of my very favorite movies. Um, I was looking around for a copy of Hard Boiled. Now, dude, Hard Boiled, dude. If you've never seen Hard Boiled, first of all, listen. I know that normally when this sort of stuff comes up, we say like after the show. Like, you should look up a copy of Hard Boiled. If you haven't seen Hard Boiled, stop listening right now and go find Hard Boiled and watch it. Uh, yeah, forget our like, dumb show. Go listen to Hard Boiled. Yeah. Well, we, watch it. Watch we, it. We, we will be here. Uh, take two hours out of your life and go watch Hard Boiled. It's amazing. It's like an old uh, John Woo, Chayun Fat, like, jump through the window and shoot a million people movies. It's, oh, my gosh. It's it is, so good. It is my There's doves. Of, it is my favorite of those sorts of movies. Like I don't get me wrong, I love the killer. The killer is an excellent movie, uh, but Hard Boiled oh, yeah. is my jam. It's no, it's not as good as Hard Boiled. But okay, here here is the the journey that I went through to watch Hard Boiled. First of all, I get on. Netflix. Wait, Matt, 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 just a second. Hold up for like two seconds. Sure. Okay, if you're gonna go watch Hard Boiled, we're gonna pause. And we're back. How amazing was that movie? So good, right? Now, if you had trouble watching Hard Boiled, here is, here's the journey that I went on to find it. And we probably should have said this before Dave told you to leave and come back two hours later. Oh, yeah. That's a real good point. My bad. Um, so I went to go look for it on Netflix. Uh, Hard Boiled is not on Netflix. I went to go look for it on Hulu. It is not on Hulu. I went on Amazon Prime Videos. It is not streaming on Amazon Prime Videos. And I thought, you know what? I'm an adult. I can pay for my own stuff individually if it's not part of these services. I'm already on Amazon Prime. I'll see if I can just like buy it through this. 
I check it out. I am always uh, and Dave. No, no, let let me let me finish this. So I'm already in Amazon. I think all right. Well, like you know, I am an adult. I can pay for things individually if they are not part of these streaming services. Yeah, that's right. Um, and so I go on there. It is not a not only is it not available for streaming, it is not available for purchase. What? And I think okay, last chance. It's none of these places. It's got to be on iTunes. Everything is on iTunes. And it's not, and again, it just does not exist on iTunes. The movie Hard Boiled is not available for streaming or purchase anywhere, unless you want to like buy a DVD and have it mailed to your house. Um, and I'm like kind of, I, I just feel betrayed by yeah. the world and the internet specifically. Like, listen, I feel betrayed by the internet a lot because the internet is a terrible, terrible place. But in yeah, this no, moment, it's... I'm like, I just want to watch a movie. This is what you're here for. I have a whole scaffolding of services like designed specifically like so that I never have to run into this situation. Yeah, dude. I like. I'm sure we've mentioned this in the past. I am always like... Like very confused and like like confused and nonplussed and like just at kind of at a loss and like somehow vaguely offended like insulted maybe like when something not like how dare you movie right i like yeah like what do you mean i can't just get it like i'm not even saying like, I'm, I'm past the point where it's just like, you know, I expect to have it for free as part of the services that I already pay for, although I am always, like, a little bit annoyed when that's the case. But, like, no, I'll pay for the movie. I'll give you dollars. What do you mean I can't? Well, ev- that's... Uh, uh, no, of yeah. course I can. So, eventually, because despite all reasonable expectations, I could not find it anywhere... Uh, so if you, like me, have a hankering to watch Hard Boiled, here's what you do. Go on YouTube. The movie is just on YouTube. It's not like a super great quality, but it's pretty good. Uh, and yeah, it's just up on YouTube and you can search for it and you can watch it for free uh, on any of your streaming devices. So <laughs> check that thing out because Hard Boiled is amazing. Dude. Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. So it's on YouTube. Good to know. Uh, so Dave, what is our fourth star of the week? So our fourth start of the week, Matt, is that so two years ago, my wife, my darling wife, Beth, got me a router for for my birthday. And I have not done anything with it because like I kept sort of saying like, well, I got to I got to build a routing table and, you know, you know, like it's difficult to use this thing without a routing table. And so like I got to build sure. this whole other thing and like blah, blah, blah. And uh, I, I finally built it. I built this. My, I built myself a routing table. And it's not amazing. It's not amazing. It's kind of jerry-rigged because A, it's winter and it's freaking cold out. And B, it's out of my garage. And like my garage is kind of janky because it's old as uh-huh. I didn't want to like build a whole big permanent thing. But I did build one and it's it's amazing. It's like, it's so great. Is it now- Routers are like magical tools. Is it one okay? of the things where like you could have built a better router table if you already had your router table set up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like a snowball-y thing. So, like, now that I already have a a fakey router table, I would would later be able to build, like, a better router table. Nice. But, like, routers are a magical tool. And basically what a router is is it's a very powerful engine, and you put, like, a spinny bit in it. It's sort of like a drill, but the bits are shaped differently. 
So what you can do is you just, you feed a piece of wood past the router bit and it just like puts a curve on the edge of it or it angles it or it like does a thing or you can make like grooves in a piece of wood by like using like different pieces and parts. And so I made, I made like a board, just like a cheese board as part of a thing. Mm -hmm. And like I showed it to you yesterday. Oh yeah, it looks legit. It looks like profesh, you guys, and it took, like, no joke, maybe 10 minutes. N- now, I mean, it took 10 minutes using, like, a very expensive piece of equipment, so, like, I guess the gift at that point is that, like, I have a router and I right, right. that I already paid for and I used it to make you a thing. But it's, like, it's just so cool. I can make, like, I'm making, I can make, like, tongue and groove in pieces of wood and, like, all sorts of other stuff and, like... The grooves and dados and all sorts of things, and so I uh, it, that's that's really the whole thing. There's no jokes about it. No, it's just an exciting I'm moment just, in any man's life. It's just an exciting moment in a man's life. I finally built this router table, and I built it. So I'm still on my I'm still on my no video games kick. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I will tell you, dude. It has like there are moments. I'm not saying there's not. But it has improved, like, increased my sort of, like, overall life productivity, like, enormously. Like, like, way more than I, than I ever, like, anticipated. It's just sort of like, what am I going to do? I don't know, man. I'm not playing Hitman. Uh, guess I'll build a router table? I mean, listen, you, you have all that extra time. I've got all that extra time. I got to do something with it. So I built a router table. So it's exciting. I have this thing now and uh, and I'm excited to like mess around with it. What, Matt, is our fifth star of the week? Our fifth star of the week, Dave, is that uh, with the holidays coming up, we had our uh, office Christmas party. And I've, I've, I've told you in the past that our office has like, you know, we're like a hashtag fun office. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. TM. And part of that is that we have an annual holiday party. Um, and this year it was like downtown, like at this hotel, like right next to public square. It was this really lovely spot. And, you know, there was like hors d'oeuvres and dinner and, uh, drinks and all that sort of stuff. But here is what I realized when I arrived is that my office isn't huge, but it's big enough that like, I'm going to say like most of the people there, I don't really talk to. Okay. Like I've got like a couple of teams with whom I interact. And then there's like a whole other floor of people who I don't really talk to. And Got so it. I show up to this party and I'm looking around and what I realize is that the people who I work with are not the people who show up on time to holiday parties. Ah. So I just had this <laughs> moment where I arrive and I'm just like standing there like sort of silently like by myself eating like a singular shrimp uh, like off of a plate like just desperately looking around searching for somebody that I know. Um, and eventually they, they showed up, but man, trying to kill that like half an hour when you show up to a party early and you don't know anybody yet is just the worst. Yeah. And I am not a guy, you like, you know me not to be an awkward party goer, you know? No, that is correct. Or yes, I, you are correct. You are not an awkward right. party goer. I'm very comfortable in my own skin. Some would say too comfortable. But um, <laughs> in this particular moment, I was like, oh, my gosh. And the very worst part of it is that I thought, I know of a way to kill some time. I will hop on. I'm downtown. 
There's tons of stuff around here. I'll hop on Pokemon Go because we are bound to be within range of a Pokestop. I can grab a couple of Pokeballs and get some stuff. But the hotel that we Problem were solved. at was not a Pokestop. It was a gym. And so I was stuck. And that was that was the final indignity. <laughs> then when people showed up, it was great. And we had dinner and there was stuff and everything was wonderful. But there was this brief moment of like, I know what I'm going to do to pass the time. And then even that was stripped from me. So yeah, I mean, the, the lesson that I've learned really here is that I need to go back to my mid-20s practice of being like fashionably late to everything. Uh, and then I just get to avoid this entirely. Now, there's a reason, like, there's a reason people do it. Not a bad plan. But what we're going to do now, Dave, uh, let's not be fashionably late for watching episode 14 of Ninja Sentai Cocker Ranger. I'm the Young Noble, and we will be right back. Ninja, ninja. Okay, welcome back. So, we have just finished watching episode 14. I'm the Young Noble, and dude, the Young Noble. This guy. We're, okay, we're going to get to him. It's, I, I'm very excited. Um, I'm, I'm sure that those of you who have watched Cocker Ranger before us have been waiting for us to get to this dude. Um, I did not realize that I was waiting for us to get to this dude, like specifically, but now that he's here, my life is much better. Right. No, I knew that I was waiting. There was a Young Noble Junior size space in my heart. Right. And now, right. so, okay, well, let's kind of get into what's happening here. We open up, and Nekimaru is driving down the road, swerving all over the place, and the Rother Rangers are yelling at Seikai, who is driving, and Seikai has a terrible stomach ache. Yes. Now, he is, this does raise the question of why does anyone bother driving if Nekimaru is, like, living and a, prob- like, probably a very good driver. Well, okay. Maybe. So, Matt, I own cats. And, like, if my cat turned into... And I like my cats a lot, but if my cat turned into a giant car, I would not trust that cat (laughs) car to drive itself. I'd be like, no, no, no. That's an excellent No Schrodinger. I'm, like, I'll drive. If absolutely necessary, you take over. But other than that, like, no, I'm driving because you're a cat. So... That is 100% a good call. Also, it would probably be very spooky if somebody looked into Nekamaru and noticed that, like, there were five teenagers playing cards in the backseat and no one driving. (laughs) So, uh, Tsuruhime, like, runs up. She's like, Seikai, what's wrong? And the other three dudes are in the back. They're like, dude, don't feel bad for him. He has been eating garbage food all day. And he has a stomach ache because he is just, like... Because he's a glutton. This is his just punishment this is what happens. This dude went to rallies, and now he's paying the price. R- right. Uh, flashback to Seikai, and Seikai is like a hunched over the steering wheel with what I best describe, I think, as puke sweats. Oh, yeah. No, that, that is 100% is, what this dude is rocking. Yeah, dude just has like the puke sweats, and he's like, guys, I am literally dying. You have got to take me to a hospital. So, And Tsuruhime is concerned. The three dudes are like, nah, dude, nope. We no, we're not doing that. So here's here's what they do. They do not take him to a hospital. Maybe because they don't have any money, uh, and maybe because the three guys just don't actually care that much about like Seikai complaining about his stomach. So instead yeah, of taking say, him to I a think... hospital, they take him to the world's best doctor, according to the sign outside the doctor's office. <laughs> just say, how do you know it's the world's best doctor? 
the, yeah. So we go in at the doctor, and the doctor is super weird. Like in a very obviously like yokai sort of way. And he's super weird. So he kicks the other rangers out, and it's just him and Seikai and a nurse. And the dude has a stethoscope, and he's like putting the stethoscope everywhere. Like he puts it on Seikai's forehead and his chest and his arm and his feet. And he is diagnosing Seikai with I think is just like a free association, like list of, of diseases. Like every disease he can think of, he's diagnosing Seikai with that disease. Yeah. It's and like this dude is clearly like a wacky guy. Uh yeah, he, like but not like Patch Adams fun wacky. Uh he is like he, he's just like not well. Yeah, he puts his stethoscope on like Seikai's butt and Seikai farts and he's like, you've got hemorrhoids. Like, that's the joke. This is a show for kids and I do sometimes forget that and I'm like, what is going on here? This is not funny. But if I was like eight and a guy put a stethoscope on your butt and then you farted on the stethoscope, that's... Oh, dude, that would be the perfect joke. Yeah, that's the perfect joke. If you saw that when you were eight, you would still be talking about it. Well, I, in a way, I am. I mean, I am talking about it. So, so he diagnoses him with everything, and he says, "Well, you're going to die right now. Not like I'm going to kill you. Like your your many many diseases will destroy your like disease racked corpus. So we need to operate right now." So he calls for the nurses, and the nurses come in with gigant, like hilariously gigantic implements. There's a pair of scissors, and it's like three feet long. And I think the best one is he's got a syringe. And I think that syringe has got to be like six feet. Oh, yeah. Like somebody is carrying a butter knife that is um, just gigantic. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Like it's scissors, butter knife, syringe. And like not the kind, like, not like the sort of scissors you would see like an operating table, like giant sewing scissors. And I'm genuinely unsure of what the butter knife is supposed to be there for. But maybe that was supposed to have been a scalpel, but they just couldn't find a giant scalpel prop. Man, I feel like... Okay, anyways. So, okay, so they'll go in and Seikai <laughs> is like, one. no, 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 no. It is time for me to leave immediately. Now, you would think that at this point, and I know we have said this before, but at this point, if you've got a weird doctor and like his army of nurses walk in wearing carrying like giant scissors and knives, at some point, you should consider whether or not this dude is a yokai. Okay, hold up, though. Hold up. So they go back to Nekumaru. They're driving down the road. Seikai is still in pain, and the doctor is chasing them, or it looks like he's chasing them. He's running behind them, and he has, like, super speed, and he actually manages to run past Nekumaru, and at this point, Sasuke looks at him, and he's like, that guy was acting really weird, and he just ran past us. Is he a yokai? Like, we need to go check this out, and my notes just say... It's my nose say, Sasuke, is he a yokai? And then in all caps after that, it just says, thank you. Yes, yes, Sasuke, <laughs> it's obviously a yokai. It's a crazy doctor with wacky hair, and he ran past your speeding car. And then it's jumped definitely to the top a yokai. of a building. Yes, and so I was just so thrilled that Sasuke manages to put together, yes, in fact, that dude is 100% a yokai. Um, and dude, this yokai has a great look once he transforms. So he gets up on top of this roof and he's like, dude, here's what I love. Here's what I get down on. Would you, are you interested in knowing what my particular jam is? I love making people sick. And he starts doing a little dance. It turns, and, oh, he's turned into his yokai form at this point. 
And his yokai form is like, man, how to describe it? I don't know. What's weird is that it, like, I feel as though it reminds me of something very specific, but I can't think of what it is. I had that same sensation. Yeah, I just, yes, exactly. Like, it does remind me of something specific, and I cannot remember what it is. Maybe, because the thing is, it doesn't really look like a Super Sentai monster. It kind of more looks like a weird monster alien from Star Trek, because it's all furry, and it's not, like, very clearly rubbery looking. Ooh, yeah, okay, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Anyway, it's a very cool look. If... If you, like us, see this thing uh, and think that it reminds you of something in particular, but you actually can remember what it is, let us know, because it is really going to kill me. <laughs> um, yeah, so this monster shows up, and his whole jam, his di- thing, is that he just loves making people sick. That's his thing, and he does it in uh, the grossest way possible. Yeah, I mean, it's, listen, it's not great, you guys. Uh, He just, he shakes his big hairy body around and like hairballs fly off of him, fly down into the streets, land in the mouths of passerbys and make them all very sick. Okay, and that's them all like moderately to extremely sick. He's not giving them like horrible flesh eating like viruses. He's just giving them a very bad stomach ache. Yeah, so the Rangers, so that's gross. Just so gross. Uh, So the Rangers show up in the rooftop, and Jiraiya, like, goes to attack him, and he sort of gets, like, knocked back. And then the Rangers Henge, and he, like, shoots his, disease, like, phantom disease hair at them because he can't launch hairballs in their mouth because they're all wearing helmets. So it's, like, a different... It's like an overlay of hair, like, being blown over them. Uh, it's supposed to make them sick, but they disappear. And they're like, that doesn't work on us. We're rangers. And then they all attack him. And everybody manages to hit. But Seikai, who even though he is hengade, still has just like a roll nasty stomach ache. Right. And he's just like desperately trying not to throw up inside of his helmet. Oh, oh, listen, he doesn't say that. But that's got to be high on his list of priorities right now. Yeah. So Kyukagon. So Sasuke tries to throw some. Oh, uh, the monster's name, sorry, is Kyukagon. Yes. And so Sasuke tries to throw some shuriken at him and Kyukagan has like a sword and the same scissors that we saw before and he blocks all the shurikens and he runs over and he tries to attack Seikai but Seikai has dropped down some secret caltrops which is rad. So he hits the caltrops, he goes down and then Sasuke does his full moon cut where he like waves his sword in a big circle and launches like a circle I guess of energy at at Kyukagan. So Kyukagan falls off the roof, right? And he falls onto like a lower roof and the rangers all run to the edge of the building and look down and he says like, ah, now I'm going to use giantism to defeat you. And my notes say, wait, what? Already? <laughs> because like, yeah, and like he five just five minutes into this episode. And he just goes for it. So he becomes giant and the rangers like, well, okay, um, We'll summon the Beast General Fighters, which are the smaller ones. Yes. That they have not been piloting. The, the, the ones that they yeah, summoned by so, throwing their coins in the air. I, I really yeah, want so they, those things to have a very different name than the other ones. But it's the Beast Generals and of, then the Beast General Fighters. And it's very confusing when I'm trying to talk about it. It's a little bit lazy, but like whatever. So they do. They just like summon the Beast General Fighters 
And the Beast General fighters just romp or stomp or Kyukagon. He goes down. And then he just sort of yells into the air. Like, he calls for help. Like, please help me. So then a, a skeleton with a helmet, like a skull with a helmet, just appears as like a phantasm in the sky. Yes. Blasts the Beast General fighters with lightning. Red lightning. And teleports Kukagon away. So we cut to where he has been teleported away. And it's in a, like, capital S spooky house. Uh, there is mist. Well, okay, yes. Yes, sorry, the exterior of the house, 100% spooky house. Oh, yeah, no. So he, they, they go to this spooky house, and they're in, like, the main dining room. You see that Kukigan has teleported there. He is small again. And then he sort of, like, falls out of his monster form into his more, like, human doctor form. And he's looking around, and he is in the middle of, like big party okay this is very strange because there are two elements to this party the first is that he's seated at like a long dining room table and this dining room table is very obviously set for a formal dinner like all the forks are in and spoons and knives are in the right place there's like candles and flowers and china and a tablecloth this is very clearly like a fancy dinner at the head of the table is a dude and this dude, this dude, he's, this is young, young noble junior, young noble junior and young noble junior or YNJ as I like to call him. So YNJ is holding a prop guitar and he is dressed up like a death metal like leather daddy uh i was describing him as like a glam goth david bowie billy idol like mashup oh dang your thing is way better than mine yeah glam goth david bowie billy idol mashup um it's it's a mouthful but very accurate this guy dude this guy looks great he's got like a leather like tank top with big like black skeletal like pauldrons and stuff his hair is all slicked back he's got his hair his hair is white and it's like slicked back slash like sticking up like spiked he's got a headband on and like black lipstick um dude young noble jr has got a look like and so i I feel like it like if the the uh like zydos had walked in and looked at young noble jr he would have been like that's what I was going for. That's what I wanted to do, and I accidentally bought this outfit, but that's what I should have been wearing this whole time. Ah, oh, Young Noble Jr. So, Young Noble Jr. is playing this guitar, kind of, and like, okay, very clearly the actor who is supposed to be, who is playing Young Noble Jr. is not playing the guitar at all. But someone else in the has put in guitar music over the background, but it seems pretty clear that whoever has done the guitar music does not know how to play the guitar. Like, it sounds like what would happen if you just handed me a guitar and said, like, just play this thing. And it's just the person is, like, grabbing frets and, like, jamming on strings with a lot of electronic distortion. And, like, that's the sound we have. It's really, it's genuinely unpleasant. But he is rocking out. Just as hard as possible. And the, room is and the door doors of, are yeah, there. The room is full of like door doors and other like low tier yokai. You know, like the occasional like unnamed yokai that we'll see. And they're just going yes. crazy and dancing around. Except 
Kukigan. And so he sees Kukigan and he says, first of all, he's like, why are you not dancing? And rather than like wait for an answer, he just picks up his guitar and jacks Kukigan in the face with the guitar. What's wonderful is that when he goes over to start yelling at Kukigan, because he's also berating him for losing to the Kaku Rangers, he yes. does not stop playing the guitar. But he sort of like stops paying attention to it. Like it is something that is going on in his hands as though his hands belong to somebody else. And his like face and head are turned completely away from what he is doing with the guitar and just having a conversation with Kuk again. And then he starts beating him. It's good. And so he's yelling at him. He's like, why are you not dancing? Also, why did you not beat the Rangers? It looks like he kills him, but he does not. He does not actually do that. What we see then is that the Doro Doro, we go to like downstairs and the Doro Doro is a dragging Kukigan down this, first of all, genuinely beautifully appointed home. Oh, it's yeah, gorgeous. It's, it's like wood oak paneling and like it's lovely. So they drag him down to the basement and who is in the basement but bam, Dr. Yagami, the yes. dude from last last two episodes. Young Noble Jr. says, Dr. Yagami, this, like this, Schmendrick has lost, like he lost. He lost to the Cocker Rangers. You've got to do something. You have to give him new power so that he can defeat the Cocker Rangers. So then Young Noble Jr. headbutts Kuke again, throws him down the stairs into the lab as Dr. Yogami is saying like, yes, I will do this. By the way, thank you for this new awesome lab. This place is the best. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about that, but he does. And, oh, this is great. So, Dr. Yagami is dancing. Like, as soon as Young Noble Jr. shows up, Dr. Yagami also starts rocking out to this terrible guitar music. So, this whole conversation is happening while Young Noble Jr. is playing the guitar and Dr. Yagami is, like, thrashing as they're having, as they're talking. So, Young Noble Jr. turns and leaves. And this is a, this is maybe my favorite moment in this episode. As he leaves, you see Dr. Yagami. He's watching his back. And the farther he gets away, the less Dr. Yagami is dancing until eventually he doesn't see Young Noble Jr. anymore. And he just stops and looks up the stairs in kind of disgust. Like, uh, finally done. Like, now I, have to, I do not have to keep dancing for this idiot kid. But Dr. Yagami knows the game. That if Young Noble Jr. is playing, you are dancing. So, Kukagon asks, is like, what is going on with that guy? And Dr. Yagami says... This seems weird. Okay, so what he says is, that guy is a highness. That's just what he says. He says, that guy is a highness. He's the ruler of all the yokai. He's in charge. It's very weird to me that Kyukigan does not already know this. Yeah. Although perhaps this is one of those things like, this is one of those things that stems from them having lost their powers for so long. Like, he was technically in charge, but since he didn't have his yokai power, he wasn't, like, his family was not able to maintain control. And so he's been, like, a, like an unknown titular dude who insists that he is in charge uh, to anyone who will listen, but nobody cares. And now that they all have their yokai power back, he is, like, actually reestablishing control. Yes. So here's what we say. Dr. Yami says, listen, you have got to, def- you've got to do better. You've got to defeat the Kaku Rangers. I'm going to give you new powers. This is how we're going to... I'm going to give you new powers. You're going to go head back out there, fight the Kaku Rangers. So an indeterminate period of time passes, and we go back to the city, and Kukion is A, already giant, 
and B is like wrecking the city again. Yeah, he's breaking so like whatever buildings. He is stepping on clearly miniature cars. Yeah, so whatever Doctor Yagami has done, like was going to do, he has done that thing, and now Kukion is back in the field. Oh, I'm sorry. Real so quick, the before, sh- before we move on, there was something else in the lab that I wanted to point out. Oh, yeah, hit it, man. Um, as he was saying, like, listen, we're going to give you new powers. They're what? They're basically they're watching game tape. They are looking at the last time Doctor Yagami sent a bunch of monsters to fight the Kaku Rangers and their giant robots. He's like, there's these guys, these giant beast general fighters. And they're what's messing us up. Like, if we can just figure out a way to beat them, then the rest of it will all come very easily. So that is their big plan. It's like they're going to try to figure out a way to, like, isolate and defeat the Beast Fighters. Yeah, they're not really, like, they don't know what the plan is, like, specifically. But, like, this is this is the goal. Okay, so now we're sort of back to, back to Kukigan. He's wrecking the city and fighting so the rangers show up they all are gonna go fight seikai is still sick i I don't know what this dude ate but he has been sick for like i I feel gotta be like at least a full 24 hours at this point maybe so very hard to gauge like how long this has been going on it could have been a full 24 hours it could have been literally the time that it has taken for this episode to progress well i the only reason i'm gonna say i feel like it's gotta be more time is that Whatever, like, unless Dr. Yagami just works crazy fast, like, he has done whatever it is he's doing to Kukagon. Oh, that's true. So, the Seikai is about to get up, and they're like, no, 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 Seikai, you're clearly crazy sick. Still, you stay in, we're gonna go, like, we're gonna go deal with this. So, Kukagon, he's giant. As the Rangers are coming up, Kukagon does his, like, disease hair attack. So, all these people get super sick. Then the Rangers arrive. And they say, we've got to evacuate all these people because buildings are exploding. So, And then they, they hang gay and they start to like pull people away. So as they're moving in to help these people sort of get out of the area, a bunch of Dorodos come in and the Kaka Rangers are forced to fight with them. At this point, we are revisited by one of my favorite music bits in this show, which is that there is like a general fight song that they will play sometimes that sounds as though... It's like 80% of the way there towards the Mortal Kombat music. And not the Mortal Kombat music from the video games. Specifically, like, the Mortal Kombat song from the Mortal Kombat movie. Dude, that, man... I wanted that movie. I would go see a good Mortal Kombat movie. Well, un- like, I would still go see you it. have not been given that opportunity. Yeah, no, haven't. I would go see it, though. So, anyways... <clears throat> So this is a really cool thing. So Kukagon is giant and the Rangers are helping all those people. They're like, well, we can't like we can't just leave Kukagon to blow those buildings up. We're obviously busy here. They summon the Beast General Fighters. So the Beast General Fighters show up and they kind of move in on Kukagon like, hey, it's fighty time now. And here's what now we find out. What Dr. Yagami has done to Kukagon to make him, like, superpower. His incredible new invention. His incredible new power is that he gave him a gun arm. Like a Final Fantasy VII Barrett, it's a gun arm. It's great. It's, like, random from the X-Men. It is an arm that is a gun. Uh, it's so good. And there was a moment when I was like, oh, it's just a gun arm. And then I remembered, like, no, this is Dr. Yagami's thing. Like, we have seen him do, like, one other thing, maybe. 
But clearly, this guy's main love is taking yokai and putting, like, robot weapon bits on them. And I just can't be angry at the guy for following his passions. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was... I also I was like, come on, man, like, do a little thing. I want, like, a giant mutant kooky god. Nah, nah, cyborg. Cyborg gun arm, that's what you want. So <laughs> this cyborg gun arm somehow is cool enough that it turns the fight around for Kyukagon. So Kyukagon is kind of, they're fighting and he is managing to defeat the giant beast fighters. Right. So yeah. the Kaka Rangers is like, well, that clearly won't do. We need to summon the giant beast generals. And so they summon the giant beast generals, uh, or four of them at least, because Seikai is still like collapsed inside the Himaru. And they, right. like, they get inside and like merge with the giant beast generals. And then it's Eight on one. But yeah. it does not actually get that far because as soon as the giant beast generals are summoned, Dr. Yugami back in headquarters is who is watching all this on his computer. says like, aha, now it's the time. And he presses a button and out of the ground, shoot like all of these chain traps and wrap everybody up. So this was the plan to like get everybody out and then trap them. And then I don't know, probably shoot him with a gun arm. I mean, that seems like a pretty okay plan. Ah, uh, yeah, that makes that seems to make sense. That's probably what the plan is supposed to be. So they do. Like basically the chains shoot up and they are they do a couple of things. Like the chains explode or there's explosions and then the chains are electrified and Kukikan uh, unleashes an attack that he calls Yojutsu Magic Flaming Hell, which is a great name. Oh, yeah. And then there's explosions. And so this whole time, Seikai is sort of trying to, like, get get back into the fight because he knows he's been totally useless this whole time. He does manage to Henge. He does manage to summon Battle Kumard. So Battle Fighter Kumard, or Beast General Fighter Kumard, Joins the fight, and I guess just maybe like Kyukigan is not expecting it, and that's why it works. But he does manage to, he picks up and he does like the Yellow Ranger, like grabby, spinny throw. So he throws Kyukigan, and then this is totally rad. Oh, dude. Okay. So Kyukigan is like s- struggling to get up, and uh, Battle Kumard has joined the other robots. Then Red Saruter looks at, like, General Beast Fighter Red Saruter, and both of their eyes start to glow. And Sasuke says, ah, like, they're calling to us. So, here's what happens. The Rangers, like, jump out of the Beast Generals. The Beast Generals fade away. They jump, and then they merge with the Beast General Fighters. Unlocking new power. Incredible. So force. they have, they've unlocked new power. And the beast, Red Sar- we see Red Saruter, but I was, we would assume they're all doing this. He's sort of like, he's a robot, so he can't flex, but he flexes. And he's sort of like, gah, and he breaks the chains, and the chains fly off, and there's an explosion. And then they're like, ready to go. Like, now it's really on. Like, it's all five and of what- them. They're merged with the general beast fighters and they say like when we have joined forces like there's nothing that we cannot do and i feel very happy in this moment uh because all i ever want is new robot combinations and now we have well it's okay it's not a new robot combination but it's definitely a new level of robot ability yes and so they unleash new attacks and here's what we find out so they each like they basically un 
all attack with a different part. So like Red Saruter does like Red Saruter Claw, and then White Kark does a cut move, and then Yellow Kumar does a headbutt, and Logan does a kick, and then Black Gama, this is my favorite, Black Gama does like a three attack, where he like, because he's a toad, right? He's like a toad dude. So he jumps in, and he punches him, and then he does like a jumpy backflip, and then kicks him, and then another jumpy backflip, and then punches him again. And then they do the fighter... And then we do the fighter crush move, which we have seen before. This is the one where Red Saruter is standing on two of them, and he sort of jumps off onto the arms of the next two, and they sort of throw him again, and he turns into a giant fireball and like tackles the guy. Yeah, man. And then he turns back into Red Saruter on the other end, and then he sort of poses, and they pose in the background, and the monster explodes in between them. It's very It's awesome. Good. And so he's and dead. <laughs> <laughs> and we uh, back his to last words. House. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. Just Kugigan's last words. I like to keep track of what their last words are. And his last words were, "I wanted to spread more diseases." Which you know, I guess he's you know keeping with his theme. Although, so far as like last wishes go, it's kind of weak. Hey, so we go back from there to the spooky house, and we're in a new room in the spooky house. We're in a big open room. That has like pillars in a circle and in the middle, oh, and there's uh, like smoke everywhere, like mist on the ground. And in the middle of this room is a grand piano and Young Noble Jr. is sitting there playing like classical music. I don't remember where. I am almost certain we have seen this set someplace before. Probably. But there's a lot of like dark rooms. With I was going to say, the there's a lot of pillars. dark, misty columns. And honestly, if you once you throw the piano in there, it kind of looks like the Virum dimension does it does that's probably what i'm thinking of actually so he is he's playing and dr yugami shows up and he doesn't actually say any young noble jr that is uh yNj he doesn't say anything but like the music he is playing changes uh and he's just he's playing like like angry ragtime yeah it's like, a weird it's sound mean jazz yeah uh, and and, and Dr. Yagami is begging, like, listen, I'm sorry. Like, next time when I build a robot thing, it's going to be better. We're going to win. We've got this thing. Please, 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 like, forgive my failure. And Young Noble Jr. is just not looking at him at all, just playing, like, increasingly furious piano as Dorodoros, like, come in to take Dr. Yagami away. Yes. It's, a, it's amazing. I love the vibe of it. Uh, I just cannot stress enough how not tied to like the vibe of the scene, the style of music that Young Noble <laughs> Jr. is playing is. Like it's just like it really is. It's angry ragtime. It makes no sense. But like the vibe of it is great. That like he doesn't even say anything, and they interpret his orders from his angry playing. So Doctor Yagami is taken off, uh, presumably to be killed. I would say. Which, or at least yeah. you know, something. Something bad is going to happen to this dude. And as, and this, now we as see, the scene ends, Young Noble Jr. transforms from the, his human form that we've been seeing the whole time into that skeleton soldier form, which... Dave, did you recognize this costume? I... I okay. I, rem, I recalled it. I'm not going to say I recognized it. I was just like, hold up. I know I've seen this, like... Someplace else, but I didn't remember from what. Okay, this is the costume that in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was used for Rita's brother, Rito Repulso. Okay. 
which when he first shows up in that show is like super scary and then basically becomes he follows the Goldar path where like he's yeah, yeah, yeah. first like and he then starts he's off really bumbling then... by the end. Right. That's yeah. So I'm really excited to see like what this guy was in Cocky Ranger. He's an angry yokai musician. Uh, so we go and he's like, I will kill the Cocky Rangers. And he sort of stands up and he does that move where you sort of like lean back and throw both your arms out and yell. It's, he does that it's one. a great move. So we go from there to the narrator and he says, well, that's Young Noble Jr. I don't know. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. Like, I don't know what that dude is. And he's flipping through his book of yokai and he does not. He's like, I don't know what this guy's deal is. is He's not a monster that I recognize. Like the whole series, like the entire point of this narrator basically has been to tell you what the deal with these yokai are. And he's like flipping through all his records. He's like, dude, this guy, like clearly he's a thing because he's here. But I have no idea what is happening. And it really, it really puts this guy over as like a huge threat that is like here now and we don't know what to do with him. Yeah. So... And then that's the end of the episode. So, oh my, I'm so, first of all, I love YNJ. Like, that's a good, this is a good monster. Yes. Oh, but he is, sorry, YNJ's final look is he is a, like a giant skeleton who is almost also wearing skeleton armor? Yes. His, and then, he's got like and a then half of, face and his, I think he's got like a face on his chest too. Yeah, it's, I think so. And then half of him is like natural bone pink color. And then the other, like literally just like a line down the middle. And then the other half of him is commando paint. Yeah. And that is, that's this dude's look. So he's super cool look. And like, I'm just, I'm so stoked that we have an actual, that we have like an ongoing like a villain. villain now. Yes. Thank good. Like it's a balm to my soul to just know that there's something happening narratively with this show. So, okay, Dave, now this episode has ended, um, and now it is time to at least put uh, Cake Again. Wait, that was his name, right? Cuke Again. Cuke Again. Um, it is time to put him on the Creature Royale. Yeah, now I say we don't put Dr. Yagami on until we have like a confirmed, like, yeah, that dude's defo dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but Cuke definitely. Okay, so Cuke First of all, this dude looks, he looks super cool. He's real well rad. He does have a crazy gun arm. Uh, he is not like super, he's not like a super powerful monster, but I love this episode. Like this is an excellent episode. Yeah, and he's 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 very memorable. Uh, he's got like a he's weird got, doctor gimmick going on. Yeah, he has a super gross attack, so that's a thing. And clearly he went to medical school because he is the world's best doctor. World's best doctor. Uh, okay, man. So let's see. I'm just gonna throw out some names at you. You let me know how they. I'm gonna just throw it to the wall mat and see what sticks. Okay. All right. So let's say Kabuki Boy, Kabuki Novice, higher lower. Ooh, Kabuki. Uh, see now, here's the thing. I'm just throwing. Just I don't need you know, man. Don't need. Don't feel like you need to like. Well, no, no, no. Justify well, here's yourself. The problem, is that Kabuki Novice um, jumped into a robot? And so he was also like an evil monster with robot parts. And so I feel like there's a, like, at least in that regard, there is an equivalence here. So who's right above or below? Um, okay. Kibuki well, Novice? just just above Kabuki Novice is the key clown. Just below Heatwave Hood. Okay. 
Mm, certainly, he's not in key clown territory. Not in key clown territory. Uh, he, we've heard I okay. That. We got the mouth monster, and then the lipstick songstress, then Iron Mask Shoryu. Yeah. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, better than Iron Mask Shoryu. Not as cool as lipstick songstress. This dude, okay, Kyukikan, cool, great look, but he doesn't turn college girls into like a death choir. No, he really doesn't. He really does not do that. Oh, man, do you really think he's cooler than the Darth Vader of Die Ranger? Oh, man, that's tough. Okay. He's definitely cooler than Oberogumura. Okay, I'm comfortable putting him between Oberogumura and uh, uh, Iron Mask Chorio. Okay, so that puts him at slot number 14. All right. I feel comfortable with that. Um, yeah, I'm comfortable there. Uh, okay, man. Well, do we have anything else? I don't think so. I think that is going to do it for another episode of A View to a Cocky Ranger. Before we finish up here, I'd like to remind you all you can email the show at supersentibrothers at gmail.com. If you want to get any updates on future episodes or check out the things we're talking about on Twitter, we are at supersentibros. If you like the show, please remember, shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. Um, I know that we have... we uh, Welcome, by the way, if you are a new listener. We have gotten a lot of new listeners since the beginning of Season 3, which is very exciting. Yeah, hey. Thanks very much. Um, but if you are one of those new listeners and you haven't yet uh, given us a five-star iTunes review, um, that would help us find even more new listeners, which... That'd be awesome. Thanks very much. And you would probably also love for... You know, like emotional reasons, maybe. Listen, I don't know what your life is like. <laughs> but if you could do that, that would be a huge help and we'd really appreciate it. Uh, Super Sentai Brothers are a production of Retrograde Orbit Radio. If you are interested in listening to any of the other great Retrograde Orbit Radio shows, they are at RetrogradeOrbitRadio.com. Once again, we're the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And we'll see you next week. Kakule-mide.